Rebel Force Radio is brought to you by Nissan USA. Enter Nissan's Master the Drive sweepstakes for your chance to win your own personalized ride inspired by Star Wars The Last Jedi. Plus other great prizes. Visit NissanUSA.com slash Star Wars. No purchase necessary. Contest ends 11-27-17. In the 50 U.S. states and D.C. only. You must be 18 or older. Void or prohibited. The all-new Star Wars collection from Stance. Visit stance.com slash rebelforceradio and check out their new collection of Star Wars socks. Choose from the light side and the dark side. All of your favorite characters, exclusive box sets, and more. The Star Wars collection at stance.com slash rebelforceradio. From Tops comes the all-new digital card collecting app, Star Wars Card Trader. For the first time ever, collect and trade everything from legendary 1977 Star Wars cards to new cards featuring exclusive content, all from the comfort of your mobile device. Star Wars Card Trader. These are the cards you're looking for. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. This is Rebel Force Radio. Your source for the Force. Star Wars news and commentary. With Jason Swank and Jimmy Mack. I've seen Star Wars 500 times. Star Wars number one. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. Now it's time for Rebel Force Radio. We would be honored if you would join us. my they're here the holidays the holidays of 2017 are upon us and we're kicking things off here with the rebel force radio thanksgiving show an annual tradition here at rfr where we put you in the driver's seat of the show it's very dangerous but we're going to take the challenge we've got your voicemails, your emails, and your live calls. So if you are within the sound of our voice, we are doing the show live. And you can join the action here by uh, giving us a call at uh, area code 708-866-1737. That's 708-866-1737 to be on the program here, Rebel Force Radio, this week's show for November 24th, 2017, as I say, our Thanksgiving show. And uh, as I say, one of the ways we do that is by giving thanks to you, our listeners. Uh, we've been at this for 10 years plus, and we're so thankful that you're still listening to us after all this time. And it's not just me. I'm grateful to you, and so is my good friend and yours from Chicago, Jimmy Mack. Hey, Jason. Hey, Star Wars fans. Welcome to RFR Live. This is a live show going out there to celebrate Thanksgiving um, and to uh, hear what you guys have to say about all the latest breaking Star Wars news, uh, information about the present, like some uh, new photos and information has come out this week via Entertainment Weekly. EW's got the scoop. Uh, If you guys want to talk about that, give us a call. If you want to talk about The Last Jedi in general, you want to talk about Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Battlefront 2, boy, that, that's kind of some nervous territory for me, Jason, because I, I have completed the uh, individual campaign, 
And uh, I know that I have. Oh, the whole you story. have not. I have. You so. did not complete it. You watched the YouTube videos like everybody else. You did I not complete completed. It. I'm completing everything. And uh, I would appreciate if you stopped completing my sentences for me. Thank you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Am I supposed to believe that you spent your entire day today going through that campaign? All day, except for napping. <laughs> that's, that's how you do it, man. That's how you do it. You have the Mountain Dew at your side, and you eat really spicy food. No, wait, no cheating. You You're up. saying no cheating at all. Oh, I didn't say no cheating. <laughs> I said I, I completed the campaign, uh-huh. and I have the whole story under my belt. Yeah, you got so. <laughs> I'm sure you do, thanks to Wikipedia.com uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and your friends at YouTube. Uh, it doesn't so, matter. No. Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter how the sausage gets made as long as it's tasty. And I'm sure your analysis of this story is going to be quite the dish that we're going to oh, serve I got up your here tasty sausage. <laughs> so listen, now enough. Let's concentrate here on all the things that are good yeah, and the yeah. things we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot mm-hmm. to be thankful for. Right. This holiday season. And so uh, while everyone uh, starts to load up our phone lines, Jason, what's our number? It's 708-866-1737. So call now and load up our phone bank, and while you do so, we will listen to some voicemail. Hey, guys. Well, uh, this is a nice call from Nova Scotia, Canada, the top hat of the United States. It's been a pleasure to listen to you guys on the podcasting circuit. Um, so I figured I would ask you guys a relatively straightforward sort of question. Um, so I entered into the Star Wars fan base not from the old movies, not from even the prequels, but actually through the legacy content, through actually um, the Star Wars Old Republic uh, MMO. I picked it up after, uh, during a stint where I was sort of fed up with my regular jam, Portal Warcraft, of course. Um, and that got me into the idea of the double blade lightsabers, got me back into it. I mean, I had seen the, the first episode one as a kid with my uncle, like anyone did. Um, but that got us thinking, given the floor got me thinking, um, given how everything has morphed with Disney taking over Lucas, altering everything, um, my question is sort of a straightforward one. Um, what legacy, in spirit at least, or maybe in sort of base point, um, what legacy content, the legends as it is, would you like to see come back into the flow? Now, we have seen some of the X-Wing-related stuff come back in Rogue One, as well as some of the various other stuff come in through Rebels, um, as well as stuff that they've added. So, given the large history, the actual Star Wars Legends comics, The Force uh, Unleashed, as you have talked about many times in video games, the Old Republic um, continuity that was created by Bioware, uh, there's so many different angles, different things, Given the fact that we're going to have a live-action television show coming up, a new trilogy, as well as all the other things that Lucas Arts was, or like that Lucas is going to be putting out, what do you want to guys, guys want to see? Something to think about. Uh, <laughs> Something to think about. Yeah, it is. Um, Thinking about that a lot, actually. Yeah, none of it, really. No, no, no. that's not true. No, I'm, I'm talking to me. This is my answer. You give your own answer. There is there's there's truly nothing in the legends catalog that I am so devoted to 
or that I loved so much that I have to see it canonized. And I think it's probably because I've just never, you know, I never got into it to any great extent. Um, and, you know, the more I tried, the more I was turned off by it. I always felt it was way too much science fiction, not enough fantasy. Um, it was, it, it, it took itself uh, too seriously, which, you know, in a novel, I, I think that, you know, part of my issue has always been that I just didn't think that Star Wars as a, as a, as a, as a concept, as a, as a uh, franchise really held up to sort of the, I don't want to say scrutiny, but to the different um, standards that you might apply to a novel, the different mediums. Um, you know, George has painted his galaxy over the years with very broad strokes. It was space opera. It was larger than life. Um, it didn't delve into minutia. But when you're writing a novelization, you have to get into minutia. And I think Star Wars minutia can often come across as very silly. And um, because any time it takes off, it, it takes its eyes off the big questions, the big picture, the big epic uh, nature of what, what, I, what, I, what I believe it does best, it, it, it goes off course for me. So I've, I've never been a, you know, a, a huge adherent to any of it. Um, I think I mentioned in the past, you know, that I was a big fan of Shadows of the Empire when it came out. Now that I'm older and, you know, we're kind of spoiled with, you know, quote unquote, real Star Wars, uh, whether it be the animated series or films coming out every year and all of that. I look back on it and I go, eh, that may not have been so great. Now, I'm, I'm actually starting to feel that way about the Timothy Zahn stuff, the the, the first Thrawn trilogy. Um, I think that it was great for its time and in the context of where we were, you know, as, as star Wars fans and the void that it filled. But um, I can't, I can't say that there are any concepts out there that I'm just dying to see uh, brought into Canon. I think, I think that what they're, what they're creating in, in, in Canon is it's good enough for me. Okay. Now, I come from a different place. I really liked a lot of that stuff. However, you know, like the old Republic, I wasn't really into that. I didn't play the game. So that's still on my bucket list. But there are stories that I would like to see incorporated in a canon. I really like that Darth Plagueis novel. We all loved it. We all loved it when that came out. And that that could fill a, some void within the direction the stories are going in nowadays. But with the sequel trilogy taking Star Wars into the future, that also makes me think about another Star Wars, a comic book. It was called Star Wars Legacy from Dark Horse. 50 issues. It featured the future of Star Wars with the descendant of Luke, Cade Skywalker. Mm -hmm. It had that. That was fun. That was Darth fun. I got into that. That yeah. was a really, I thought that was a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Imperial Knights, I think some of that stuff can be incorporated into some of the storytelling going on now. That felt like G.I. Joe, the Imperial Knights, a little bit to me. I, I, you know, I, I get what you're saying. I think that there's 
there were some really fun things, but I mean, are you really hoping that it gets canonized? Dark Empire with the cloned emperor, the emperor being resurrected, his essentially his his the essence of the emperor, his actual personality and and uh, soul and everything just gets transferred over to a clone body. We learned that this is something he's been doing or that he'd set himself up to do for a long time. That's kind of cool. You know, the resurrection of Palpatine. Yeah. I actually like these, these messenger droids that they were using in, that they're using in um, Battlefront two. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that was a lot more believable though, you know, in a galaxy where you can create holograms, of yourself. I don't know why you necessarily needed that messenger droid, though perhaps it had something to do with the security of the message that it was carrying. You had a droid that could actually, you know, he had a vessel for that message that could actually fight back, you know, if somebody tried to, uh, you know, tamper with it or uncover it or something. I guess, you know, there are there are elements perhaps, you know, maybe designs, concepts, ideas that would be uh, interesting to see brought to the big screen, but but as far as storylines and uh i i just think that the team that we have assembled is probably capable of uh of of doing it better and not that not that i don't want to see you know you brought up a good point about plagueis which i did really enjoy that book um but i'm kind of you know i would love to see that whole question answered canonically um, but I, I don't necessarily want to see an adaptation of that novel. I guess that's what I'm getting at. There's nothing out there that I want them to see to do a faithful adaptation of. To me, it's sort of the uh, tail wagging the dog. I always would have liked to have seen, despite the fact that you think it comes off as maybe dated now, but the heir to the Empire, the Thrawn trilogy, I would like to see that, but animated as an animated film. Yeah. Maybe even as like anime, yeah, and I was kind of dogging on anime recently. I think on uh, on uh, Rebels the Classified because about the talking animals. So the talking animals. We've yeah. been, you know, anime's been referred to us as a source to go check out where this idea is coming from. And I'm just like, oh, do I have to watch anime if I'm going to watch Star Wars? I don't want to have to do it. It was like homework to me, so I just was complaining about it. Right. But I actually do like anime, and I've seen. That, you know, TIE Fighter animated short that's uh, anime in nature. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think a Star Wars anime would be cool. And, like the Thrawn trilogy would be perfect for that. But, uh, you know, obviously there are events that happen in that story that are completely contradicted these days. All right. Well, let's take our first caller. They've been hanging with us for a very long time. This is area code 214. Hello, 214. Welcome to Rebel Force Radio at long last. I, I'm here. Is this thing on? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, who is this? Uh, this is Nemo from Texas. Hey, Nemo. Nemo, we found you. I uh, haven't heard of that one before. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Sweet got Nemo. for us? Welcome to the show. Yes, Captain Nemo. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been waiting so long. I completely forgot what I was going to say, but I guess I can go back to what I... Always talk about music. Where do you think the music is going to go for this upcoming film? Since we haven't really heard anything 
from that, we know that Ryan Johnson had joked about removing the opening fanfare a couple months ago, but no word about anything from John Williams outside of, what I think, a placeholder track list that had, I think, 20 songs. So what do you think they got in store for us coming up? I did see that. I did see that. There was uh, uh, some online you know, source. Or was it was it Amazon that actually put up a blank track list for the Last Jedi? And uh, yeah, of course, when that pops up, so- everyone starts yelling and screaming about the Episode One fiasco with the death of Qui Gon <laughs> track that everyone yeah. saw prior to the film coming out. And like you know, yeah. it's a funny know- story about that. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch episode one for a while, but I could listen to the music. And when I was, because I was a little bit younger, I didn't understand the words on the back. I just liked the music. And then when I got older, I looked back and it's like, oh, wow, that's a huge spoiler. I'm glad I couldn't read that because that would have ruined the movie for me. I like to think someone, I, I this sounds harsh, but I like to think someone lost a job out of that. I mean, that, that really was... <laughs> <laughs> really, really was one of the worst displays of um, of, uh, you know, spoiling a, a, a film like I mean, from an official source. I mean, you don't get much more official than the uh, than the soundtrack. I mean, but um, I knew that Qui-Gon was going to die in that film anyway. When when we saw that second trailer, when that was released, I was with my friend Carol. And when Obi-Wan yells, no. I looked at Carol and I said, that, that's his reaction to Liam Neeson taking it right in the gut. And I couldn't have been more accurate with that uh, prediction. But I really had the feeling, you know, that Qui-Gon was just there to sort of serve in a role similar to what Obi-Wan Ben Kenobi did in the original. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I have a feeling that the person who put out that spoiler got fired from Lucasfilm. And then got hired to make some of the superhero movie trailers because he spoils everything in every one of those previous stuff. That's what happened to the guy. There we go. We figured it out. We solved the mystery. Spoiler man. Strike the You know, I haven't really thought a whole lot about about this soundtrack. Not that I'm not looking forward to it because I I am, but – I you know it's not something I I sit and speculate you know like the the characters and the in the plot lines and all of that because it's sort of a it it's sort of a an afterthought and then it becomes a forethought you know after I see the film then it's like okay now I must have the the soundtrack um you know before the movie comes out I don't put a a, a whole lot of thought into it though I I suspect that um you know we know that that John Williams said going into uh episode eight that you know he took the job because he didn't want anybody writing music for daisy ridley so we know he's got a real sweet spot for for daisy so i suspect we're going to get a lot of different musical colors for the character of ray i think her journey is going to be chronicled musically very very well uh i'm actually looking forward to the more i think about it and perhaps a new luke theme what is luke's new theme going to be like yeah and whether it, it is, really is Williams going to invert it, as you long know? As that, yeah, they need to bring back that episode six thing with Luke and Leia. That's what I want to hear at some point. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a good moment for a lot of people, especially if they actually reunite and that thing comes up. Oh, tears everywhere. Geez. Oh, geez. Yeah, for sure. For you know, sure. they're sharing the cover this week on Entertainment Weekly. There are three collectible covers featuring Star Wars. And uh, 
on one of those covers, you see Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher together. Are they on board the Falcon? I need to find the uh, actual photo. I don't have it in front of me. But, uh, Um, you know, everyone started saying, hey, look, they're together. They're together. Because on the other covers, you have uh, um, Finn and and, uh, Rose. And then on the other cover is, uh, I don't know what the other cover is. Um, but uh, Kylo and Ray was Kylo. Yes, the Ray. Yeah, that relationship is totally happening because you know how calculated so, these releases are of these images. You know the timing of it all. It says right on that Entertainment Weekly cover. Could Ray fall to the dark side? You have uh, Kylo standing there with Ray, and they're definitely on board some Imperial facility. But it's the Will Luke and Leia reunite? Is the headline? On the Entertainment Weekly cover. I would like yes. to think if they don't reunite, then Ryan Johnson is going to lose that new trilogy because the fans <laughs> would not they would not allow it not to happen. They can't have a, some sort of reunite. If they don't, yeah, he's definitely not going forward because hopefully, hopefully they don't just that happen. hopefully they don't have a you know, they don't reunited and they just blow past each other without even a hug <laughs> or a look. Yeah, Uh, like 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 some directors we know, but uh, there is a story. There is a story that accompanies uh, that cover. And Anthony Bresnikin at Entertainment Weekly does point out that, you know, that's still one of the big questions. Will there be a reunion of sorts? And I think truly that there was I I don't I hate to say that, you know, that fans are necessarily determining the direction of any of these movies. I, I don't know that they are, but but there was, I think, a tremendous amount of. Uh, it's sort of sadness that 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 big reunion didn't happen. That I feel like that's something that they, you know, perhaps are wrong that they want to write here. Unless another theory is that there's something symbolic about the three of them never reuniting again. Perhaps you know Luke is never meant to see Han or Leia again. He did exile himself. You know, there is sort of the you can't go home again. Um, idea, you know, I, I have, I have to say that I, I hope that if it turns out that way, that it is by design, that it is, there is sort of a greater meaning to it than just, oh, you know, we never thought of that. That would have been like, you know, so, so hopefully there's some, there's yeah, some, well, yeah. Well, we do see Luke in the Falcon, so he has to meet Chewie at some point. Maybe? Oh, I, I think, I think the Chewie, uh, Reunion is is a is a is a definite. I don't think there's any question there, um, which that in and of itself is great. And in fact, I mean, we've said on the show many times uh, the, the the Millennium Falcon is is almost a character in of itself. And um, mm-hmm. you know, so Luke interacting and getting on the on the Falcon. And there is a piece also in uh, Entertainment Weekly about the how emotional it was for Mark Hamill to step onto the Millennium Falcon one more time. But talking yeah. about the potential of a reunion and, and all of that, here's a quote from Mark from Entertainment Weekly. He says, Luke longs to have that extended family that he established in the original trilogy, but now he's at a place in his life and in his history where he's shunned all of that. The big question is why he didn't respond to Leia during The Force Awakens. There's a lot of things you can't answer until you see this movie. So we know for sure that it's totally... Luke's choice to remove himself. 
from the big picture to put himself. It is a self-imposed exile. There's no question about it. And uh, if there ever was a question, I, I mean, you know, but uh, what, what I find uh, really um, I'm trying to pull up that photo again. Uh, will Luke and Leia reunite? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I say yes. What do you say, Nemo? I say absolutely they will reunite. I think we're going to be led to that at something that they will, as then the rug is going to be pulled from under our feet in the sense that I think the attack with Kylo Ren, it's all over the trailers. I think that might be right before Luke and Ray arrive. And either something happens that keeps them apart or something even cooler might happen. Luke piloting the Falcon goes up against Ray and that tie silencer. But I ultimately don't think that they we're actually going to have that reunion, not in the way that we deserve in the sense that, you know, that Han and Leia moment in the force awakens, that's going to be the only reunion I think we're going to see from the original truly characters. So that's one vote. Yes. One vote. No swank is the tiebreaker here. Will Luke and Leia reunite? In Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I'm going to go with no. I'm going with Nemo on this. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's by design. I think that Luke is completely and utterly isolated. And he's going to... Part of his journey is going to be coming to terms with his abandoning of his family, his friends... And and the galaxy. I think this is his his reckoning. Um, you know, Mark Hamill does talk about in Entertainment Weekly. You know, why does he not reach back out to Leia? We can assume that Leia is you know not just physically trying to reach Luke, but 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 metaphysically trying to reach out to Luke. Why isn't there a connection there? Why are they not connecting? And, uh, you know, basically, Luke's just not picking up the other end of the phone. And, and Mark Hamill says as much. Um well, I would think that Kylo Ren would probably be able to sense that as well. So he, Luke may be shutting that away to keep himself from being found. That's a good point. That's a good point. He may have to keep those feelings, um, you know, bottled up. And that may be a way that he uh, does retreat and hide. He doesn't have the luxury, the option of opening himself up and making that connection because it can be picked up on by others. Nemo, you're awesome, man. Thank you so much. Call back again another time. I'm so sorry that uh, you're on hold for such a long time, but you were worth the wait, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, Nemo. No biggie. May the force be with you, sir. You know, a lot of people are talking about that. Take care, Nemo. A lot of people are talking about that picture of Luke in the Falcon, in the cockpit, and it is a stunning sight to be seen. But, uh, you know, that's not enough for me. I want to see Luke fly the falcon we've never seen luke fly the falcon i want to see him fly that thing with chewy there at his side i want to see him fly it too i want to see him fly it too um you're right i mean we've got an amazing pilot in luke skywalker but tell you how i want to see him fly it i want to see him fly it with his mind oh my god i don't even want him touching the controls (laughs) that's the luke skywalker i want i want this guy to be so uh, just pent up, bottled up, just raw force power waiting to be unleashed. No pun intended. That's what I want. Um, and l- you know what else I want? I want another caller. The Nemo was so great. So Can seven, we try six, seven? Five. Oh, I've got Let's, seven, then, six, five there. They've been waiting okay. the longest. All right. So seven, six, five. You're on with Rebel Force Radio. You got a follow up Nemo. 
I don't I don't guys I don't know if I can actually do that though. <laughs> hey, who are we talking job. to? Follow up email. This is Cameron from Lafayette, Indiana. Cameron from Indiana. Thanks for staying up late with us, Cameron. Appreciate it. What's on your mind? Hey, no problem. I was uh, you know, uh, he actually brought up some of the music uh, Nemo did, um, and I wanted to talk a bit more about that. So John Williams coming out with a whole another soundtrack, and I got to tell you, it's it's that's what I'm most excited for. Aside from everything else, he was talking about the Luke and Leia theme coming back when Episode Seven came out. They had that intertwined uh, intertwining of Ray and Luke's theme during the credits of episode seven. And I want to see that as a major theme throughout the movie coming out with episode eight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what do you guys think? Like what are, are there actual themes? Cause there were even themes, talk, uh, ideas that, uh, Finn would have had a theme that was either cut or there were rumors of Finn having a theme. Poe didn't actually have a theme. So are these themes, are these something that we can look forward to possibly going forward? I mean, Cameron, let's let's think about where some of these big themes may occur in The Last Jedi, just putting the dots together, knowing what we know. Uh, I think that there'll be some specific music for Snoke, much like the Emperor's theme. It was, you know, you enter into Snoke's throne room. I think we're going to get a really chilling mm-hmm. take on uh, on that track from John Williams. I think we'll have a theme that's significant of the Finn and Rose relationship, or maybe just Rose in general. But I think it could be a Finn and Rose sort of situation. Um, That'd be interesting. And I think Luke will have to have some sort of new dark theme to represent where he's at Mm. in his life. So do you think that Luke... Do you think that will look... Do you think Luke will be going towards dark, or is he more of that? They've been teasing the whole Grey Jedi thing with Rebels for the last few years with the Ahsoka novel going forward. Do you think that whole Grey thing is going to be, obviously, what we see going forward? Because now there's even rumors that Kylo is already the first Grey Jedi, or Grey, whatever he is, force user of the, the new trilogy. Well, you know, I mean, he was he was trained to be a Jedi and then he turned and went dark. If that evolves into some sort of specific area where he can get in touch with the force, then he'll be the first gray Jedi, really. But I mean, really, when you think about it, isn't Anakin Skywalker the first gray Jedi? If we're using whatever the criteria we're using right now, you know, trained in the light and uh, turned to the dark. You know, um, so well, maybe that was the balance all along then. Maybe um, balance <laughs> of the force always hard to define. And it seems like it keeps getting redefined all the time, despite the fact it's never had a definition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boy, I just talked myself right into a cul-de-sac there, I think. Um, but <laughs> I think we all did. But Cameron, you know, a, a recurring uh, question. Yeah, I, I, let me ask you. If the track listing for the soundtrack becomes available before the film is released, are you going to look at it? No. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't think Lucasfilm is going to make the same mistake they made with episode one. Uh, 
they're not going to do that. They're not going to allow that. What I would hope for is some more uh, Giacchino uh, <laughs> track names. Release oh, like those the first. Track names. The <laughs> exactly. Boys. Give me more of those. That's what I want. <laughs> well, we've got a. We've got it. That's we, what we need first. We've got a release date of December fifteenth for the soundtrack. Uh, so it is going to be day and date with the uh, with the official release date of the film. So uh, you can run out of your screening and hopefully go uh, pick up a copy. That is the the proper order. Uh, going back to that episode one, I got that thing was out for a week or two before the release of the film. Yeah. So they really preloaded that merch out there in the stores. Um, some examples of yeah. some wacky Michael G and Kino alternate track names from Rogue One include. A Krennic Condition, Gin and Scarret, Gin Carcerated, Going to Seesaw, Track 5, That New Death Star Smell. That's the best. When Ambush Comes to Shove. Now, I have, a, I have an appreciation for that one. And, of course, uh, my favorite track, Track 15, Bazed and Confused. <laughs> <laughs> so those are all we need we need to bring bring giacchino in for the track listings alone prior to the release of the film and then with the actual release of the film bring the actual names out that's what we need disney needs to retain him for that alone if he doesn't do another soundtrack the rest of the time oh just for wacky track listings alone i don't know if that's john it. williams would that's be it. down with that I'd be. I think he'd probably say, "Oh no, baby, you can't do that." You know, <laughs> no, no, baby, no. Uh, so, uh, but uh, Cameron, thanks so much for checking in. Last question: Will Luke and Leia reunite in the Last Jedi? I can't see it not happening. It's gotta. Okay. It's okay, so gotta happen. Yes. We had all the behind-the-scenes footage of those two together in the same room, and while that's a possibility, they're maybe filming in separate places. I. It's gotta happen. Okay. It's gotta happen. So. So we have two votes yes, two votes no. Despite I said Jason was going to be the tiebreaker, that was. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we, uh, we we've we've decided to extend the voting. So yeah, that's how we do it in Chicago. You go. know, if we don't get it the way we want Perfect. it, then we just keep voting until right. you know. Yeah, Jimmy will be digging up some dead people to vote on this one here, the Chicago way. <laughs> hey, All right, Cameron. Hey, thanks so much, man. Appreciate hey, you calling in. Jason, let's take a break in the action right now to give away a pair of Star Wars socks from our friends at Stance. Yes, that's right. We've teamed up with Stance to tell you about these amazing new Star Wars socks available now, just in time for the Christmas holiday season. Stance, in collaboration with Lucasfilm, introduces its Star Wars collection, and it's amazing stuff. This holiday, Star Wars fans can get incredible casual and performance styles with three new pairs of men's boxer briefs inspired by Star Wars. Incredible. Featuring iconic graphics as well as characters from the upcoming film Star Wars The Last Jedi. Stance is amazing. They have such a great collection of these new Star Wars socks. You want to visit them at stance.com slash rebelforce. Stance.com slash Rebel Force is the place to go to check out the Star Wars collection box sets from Stance. You can choose from the light side or the dark side, 
or their exclusive 12 pack featuring all your favorite characters. Or you could choose from collections featuring Rogue One, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, The Force Awakens, of course, the classic A New Hope. Check out their 40th anniversary collection. You know what? I can't wait any longer. We have to give away one amazing pair of Stan Star Wars Collection socks. We're going to be giving away a pair each week leading up to the release of The Last Jedi. We'll also be giving away one of those great Stance Star Wars Collection box sets at our uh, Rebel Force Radio listener screening happening on opening night, December 14th. If you have tickets to that sold-out event, you'll be given a raffle ticket and... Uh, You'll have your chance to win these stand socks, but I'm going to give them away right now because we asked our listeners, you guys in the Rebel Force Radio listening audience, to take to the Twitter and tweet at Rebel Force Radio. I want to wear hashtag Star Wars socks from at stance when I see hashtag The Last Jedi. Actually, here I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to. I'm going to go back again. I'm going to spin the wheel. Do it now. Okay. I'm going to spin the wheel. This is totally random. The wheel is turning, and you can't slow down. You can't let go, and you can't hold on. Here we are. <laughs> Boom. Twitter, at Inspired Angela. Angela says, at Rebel Force Radio, I want to wear hashtag Star Wars socks from at Stance when I watch hashtag The Last Jedi. And she added some sweet emojis, too, which I'm down with. Very cool. The emojis, you ask, is a microphone for Rebel Force Radio and feet and a shoe to represent the socks that Angela will be wearing when she sees The Last Jedi. Angela, you're amazing. We'll reach out to you via Twitter to get your shipping details and look for a package from Stance and their Star Wars collection that's available now at stance.com slash rebelforce. That's stance.com slash Rebel Force. To make it easy for you, we, we, we put a banner up at rebelforceradio.com. All you have to do is click on that bad boy, and it'll take you right to the Stance Star Wars Socks Collection. Stance, known for embracing the uncommon thread. Stance has turned one of the most boring accessories that you could ever imagine, socks, into its most exciting with the Stance Star Wars Collection. Available now at stance.com slash rebelforce. All right, we're going to do one more call here. This is uh, area code 720. They're staying up late with us here on Rebel Force Radio. Thank you so much. 720, what's happening? Hey, guys, it's Melody. How are you doing? Oh, Melody. Go ahead, Jason. You're supposed to sing the Robert Plant song now. I'm in the mood for a melody. I'm in the mood for a melody. All right. Hey, that wasn't too bad. (laughs) <laughs> you got it not Thanks. too bad this time all right all right what's on your mind yeah, Melody? Yeah. what's going on so i had something i was going to talk about but i got to thinking about what nemo was saying so did luke feel when han died well we talked about that yeah we talked about that i um I, I definitely think that that's that that's the case i think that if if ben kenobi felt the death of all of those although you know what now now that i now that i say this out loud mm. uh, he wasn't sure he what when he felt that disturbance when he felt those voices cry out and they were suddenly silenced he didn't know what it was he didn't know that that was alderaan he just felt that disturbance in the force and it wasn't until they went through the asteroid field that used to be alderaan that he put two and two together 
Um, so I don't know if the force works quite that way. We know that, you know, two force sensitives can reach out to one another across space and time. Could Luke feel the loss of, of Han the way Leia did? Boy, oh boy. You know what? I'm going to amend it. I'm going to say, no, I don't think that's the case. I think Leia was because I think Han was at the forefront of her mind. She knew he was, um, in battle, uh, and and I think there was such a profound and deep and long time connection that she was, I think, perhaps even keeping a watchful feeling on him in the force, so to speak. Um, I don't think uh, I think Luke's pretty disconnected, to tell you the truth. I, I'm starting to wonder uh, if Luke has much connection at all to the living force. Hmm. He's he's like unplugged right now. Mm-hmm. This could he's be really Luke Skywalker being, unplugged. Absolutely. I, I think we're going to be dealing with a really self-centered Luke Skywalker too. You know, I do too. I do too. Someone who's definitely uh, embraced the uh, curmudgeonly ways of uh, say a Yoda, but uh, none of the get Yoda off compassion. my lawn, Luke. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> well, he absolutely. is. I think that's what we find. Uh, you know, I think that's basically what he says to Ray. Get off my island. Um, so, Melody, what do you think? Do you think Luke felt it? Or do you think that Ray is going to be bringing this this horrible news to him? I think he did, honestly, because you've got not only do you have that loss of Han, you have that hatred in Kylo. So you've got both of those emotions. And I think that would have been too overwhelming not to feel. Hmm. Yeah, and and I'll point out that he did see visions of Han and Leia in peril there on Cloud City when he was training on on Dagobah, Um, though that was a trap. You know, I mean, Vader knew what he was doing. He was going to take Luke's friends, torture them so that he would pick up that um, disturbance in the force and, and, and come to the rescue. So I could really, you know, I could go both ways on this. Um, I think dramatically it works much better if Ray is the one that delivers this very sad news to him. Um, dramatically, it works better than that, because when you think about, I mean, they're, they're going to have this conversation. We heard in previous uh, press coverage of uh, The Last Jedi that despite Harrison Ford not being in the film, the character of Han Solo looms large, looms large in uh, his loss with, with respect to Kylo, uh, with uh, respect to um, General Leia. So it, it does. It is relevant. The character is very relevant. Um, but it would really be kind of a, 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 a non-event if she starts to tell Luke about Han. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I felt that. Yeah, I know that. Doesn't work for me. That does make sense. I yeah. could go either way. Yeah, and, and that's, that's I, was I think what I what I th- and that's something that we were, you know, I was talking a little bit about of where sometimes when when things get a little bit too detailed for me in the Star Wars universe, it starts to it starts to fall apart because uh, I, I think that sometimes the murkiness of it is, you know, is where we really have a lot of fun with it and there are no there, there there don't seem to be a lot of of definites and i don't think the force really works that way i don't think it's i don't think it's a 
I don't think it's mathematics. I don't think it works the same way every single time. I think the force, my, my belief is that the force, you know, would manifest itself in a way that the force wielder needs most. And, and it is contextual and shows up at the right time, the right place. Yes, it's always there, but it takes place, you know, it, it assumes different forms. Um, so rather than just two plus two always equaling four, I kind of like the idea of it sort of uh, being different from time to time. So Melody, with, with all of the stuff that we're hearing and Entertainment Weekly and their great coverage, we've got multiple TV trailers now, a couple of them released just this week. Uh, what's the, what, is the, the, what is the barn burner thing that you have seen or heard or read uh, over the last week or so? Well, I'll be honest, I I started not watching them mm. because I feel I I feel there's just too much. Were you seeing too much? I think I keep seeing the same so, thing yeah. over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I do too. When, yeah. Like when I, I I saw something, what did I see? When the Falcon was on is it crate and it was flying out through the the uh plant like through the the crust or the the ground or whatever and the mm-hmm. red is flying everywhere and i'm like okay i didn't need to know that the falcon was there i mean that would have been a cool kind of like okay now we have to go rescue finn kind of thing and now you know your brain starts clicking and i just i i won't avoid it if it's on but i'm not seeking it out yeah if that makes sense yeah. no, i'm, I'm not I'm not so spoiler sensitive this time around. I don't know what that is, but you know, you can show me the Falcon <laughs> flying on crate. I, I don't think that's any big deal. I just think too much. And I start going down rabbit holes, kind of like with the TV show. Like, um, like when I sent our send an email, like, Oh, they're going to do a TV show and it's going to be this, this and this. And like two weeks later, they make an announcement. My brain just goes there. And I'm like, I don't want to figure out the movie before I see it. Mm, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, she gets she gets her spoilers through the force. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, Melody, uh, Melody, uh, you're uh, there uh, holding down the fort at the unofficial Rebel Force Radio Facebook group. And uh, so we encourage people to look you guys up because now the cat's out of the bag. I mean. There's a couple thousand people in that group. It's not really a secret anymore, so I don't mind uh, spreading the word about it. But uh, it's it's really nice for us because we have nothing to do with it. So um, we leave that all right, up to and you. we can we can lay down the hammer if we want to, and it has no reflection on you whatsoever. <laughs> oh well, I you know you better be careful about that because uh, the way dominoes <laughs> the way dominoes can fall, no, you know, like, it's we, like saying we you know I'll be it. getting a subpoena <laughs> delivered to my front doorstep or something. Oh. <laughs> no, we keep things uh, friendly. And that's what I mean by that. I mean, yeah. we just, we just encourage folks to be, you know, courteous and nice to each other. And when they're not, that's when the hammer comes down. The and hammer. we just say, Hey, you might, you might want to change this. And if you don't, well, there you go. There you All go. Right. So. Up his nails. Hey, uh, last question. Will Luke and Leia reunite in The Last Jedi? Where do you stand on that? Oh, I don't know. Um, you have to, you I, have to I say. Want, I want them to, but I 
don't think it'll happen. Okay, so that's a no. So your team swank. No. You're saying no. Um, so that's three votes no, two votes yes. Well, thank you so much no, for calling so us, Mel. What's that? Hey, you bet. This will be a new bet. You guys can, instead of, you know, having the, for the crawler, you can bet if Luke Oh, and yeah. All right. All right. Uh, $8 this time, Jimmy Mac. Last time for it was $7. Okay. This all time right. we're going to raise the ante to $8. And uh, again, another bet I will be very, very happy to lose. I was, that was the best dollars I never spent <laughs> when I didn't give Jimmy that. So I still owe it to you. I think still owe it to you. You owe me more than that, Pally. <laughs> Melody, <laughs> thanks so much. <laughs> you bet, talk guys. to, talk you, to you soon. Thanks, hon. Bye-bye. Uh, hey, speaking right. of money, yeah, speaking yeah, of money, uh, money um, mm-hmm. and uh, our amazing Rebel Force Radio Patreon community, at uh, patreon.com slash Radio, We are uh, helping out Stephen Stanton and his crew raise awareness about the Starlight Foundation, starlight.org. Uh, these people are incredible. What they do, Jason, is they provide these unbelievable situations for kids who are bound in hospitals. And uh, this time of year, you know, you really start thinking about those less fortunate than you. And I was so inspired by Stephen and Dutch and Miss Kathy and the whole crew over there who have been doing so much for the Starlight Foundation that I decided on behalf of Rebel Force Radio and our Patreon community that for every member of our Patreon community, each and every person will be represented by a $1 donation to starlight.org to help out this great group. We currently have 392. And so we made a donation yesterday on behalf of you guys uh, for $392 for the, uh, the starlight foundation at starlight.org slash donate. We will add on to that between now and Christmas, whatever the difference is, um, should we uh, gain more members of the community, we will keep adding dollars to that donation and uh, we'll pay up the difference then right after the holidays. So uh, get on board with uh, rebel force radio, Steven Stanton and his crew and support starlight.org for more information. You can visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash rebel force radio and uh, become a member of our growing and great community. And then you'll get fun things like bonus rebel force radio content. That's only available at Patreon, uh, like uh, RFR Rush Hour, where uh, we uh, ride shotgun with Jason during his long commute home and uh, talk yeah. about uh, Star Wars, etc. And um, boy, this week on Rush Hour, we talked about uh, EW articles and photos from The Last Jedi and started to iron out some of the details for our big The Last Jedi opening night screening and... Uh, High school appearance. Yeah, <laughs> that's first, right. First we're, ever appearance at a high school. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're taking RFR to the high school campuses. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fantastic. We'll have more details on that uh, in the weeks to come. Uh, you know, probably next week we'll know a lot more about that and we'll be able to share it with everyone. But it will be open to the public, I believe. So, uh, 
everyone could join us. Well, um, once, once again, if you're staying up late with us, I do want to throw the number the folks that uh, listening on uh, Mixler were asking about the number. It's 708-866-1737. We still got the some lines open here for you to give us a call. Yes, and, please uh, do. Yeah. So and, and join us as we support the Starlight Foundation and uh, go to our uh, Patreon page for more details. Thank you. All right, here we go. Let's see. Uh, well, let's go with uh, this is uh, Courtney calling from Brookfield, Illinois. Oh, yes. Just a stone's throw away hey, from where I'm at right Courtney now. Courtney calling from Brookfield, Illinois. I have a question for you. After putting on my Alderaan t-shirt today, I casually asked my husband what he thinks Alderaan's chief export is. After making jokes about its chief export being rebellion and or debris, he is now <laughs> too hours later still trying to figure out the entire galactic economic forum so can you guys in lieu of asking pablo hidalgo please let us know what the chief export of alderaan is besides rebellion and debris we looked on wikipedia and it's talking about wine and fine art but that's not enough to fund a rebellion so any ideas please let us know thanks Wow! Wow! This is this is kind of like uh, one of those uh, questions when you ask William Shatner the combination of his uh, safe in his uh, <laughs> in his quarters in episode seventeen. Um, wow! I was of course going to cheat and go to Wikipedia, and if Wikipedia doesn't have an answer other than uh, fine wine and art, um, I don't really have. An answer, though, I, I, I guess I would I would examine the question. Do we know for a fact that in a that 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 in addition to Bail Organa being sort of a uh, underground backer of the rebellion is Alderan acting as, you know, some sort of financier, a major funder of the rebellion? I'm not so sure about that. I, I don't know that I look at Alderaan as, you know, somehow siphoning money uh, out of its economy and going into the rebellion. But I, I could have missed something. Hmm. The Wikipedia answer is fine art and wine. And Courtney yes. is saying that's not enough to fund a rebellion. And I'm saying, but does it need to be enough to fund a rebellion? Well, is here, here's what there, there's one little detail that's missing from that wikipedia entry hit me and i'll i'll tell you what i had to i had to dig up uh the old book uh, star wars the essential guide to planets and moons by our uh, old pal daniel wallace he's still uh you know knocking out star wars books these days we need yeah, to catch up with daniel sometime soon but uh, according to uh his uh, section on alderaan for thousands of years, Alderaan was famous as a world of unspoiled beauty and a center of art, culture, and then, hold on, here's where your money's coming from, education. That's oh. right. Oh, there well, that's you go. It. That's it. I mean, you See? don't know. Student loans in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> so um, now you know. Now yeah. you know. It's their education, education. system. I mean, it's their colleges. It's just right. like it is here on Earth. Yeah, <laughs> just like it is here on Earth. <laughs> Jenny Mac solved it. There's where the money's coming from, <laughs> and I can just hear Baylor saying, "They'll never suspect anything. We're just going to raise <laughs> tuitions. They'll never there suspect that these books are going to cost three hundred dollars a piece." Remember those Used. days? Used. Used. Yeah, remember those days? Goodness gracious! I, well, I remember sure I had a I had a I had a college professor. Yeah. 
that used to sell the textbook. He wrote it himself, and I'm using air quotes, by the way. He <laughs> wrote it himself and used to sell it out of the back of his car. And it would be like oh, yeah. 75 85 bucks, and he'd sell them out of the trunk of his car. And it was this nasty, like, you know, Xerox thing with kind of like comb binding that he did himself in his basement. I mean, this is, I mean, just absolute. Uh, well, don't get me started on <laughs> I, I think you've talked about him right. before on yeah. RFR Rush oh, Hour. I, I did. I, I think I did, yeah. You know, you, you vent more on that show. <laughs> Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. He vents right. more on that show than he does on this one. Here, here's another one. Uh, take it away here. Hey, guys. Uh, it's Garrett from Canada up here. Um, anyways, love you guys' show so far. Um, so I was just getting my thoughts together about this whole Ryan Johnson doing another trilogy thing, and I was listening to your guys' episode, and I'm thinking maybe what he might end up doing is actually maybe explore the fourth a bit more. I know Jason is pretty possessive about that. He doesn't really want that idea, but I, as a kid that was born in 82, um, I'm not really as possessive or precious about the original trilogy. I, I love them, obviously, but I'd like oh, to see something new done, not just the same old good and bad, that sort of thing. I think he's actually going to even dive into that quite a bit in The Last Jedi, that maybe our ideas of the Force are not right, not correct. The Jedis were obviously doing things wrong, and uh, that, that's what we're going to explore some more. And I, I'd love to see them dive into that some more, maybe go more into just the force in general as to what it is, how it's controlled, what what it does, what its purpose is in the universe. Um, yeah, so just throwing that out there. Just wondering what you guys think about it. All right, again, thanks for the great show. Bye. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. In fact, I think uh, I, 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 I don't want to come across as somebody that doesn't want the force examined. I, I, I think it's I think it's marvelous, and I think that it's it is such a uh, it's it's literally the spirit of these stories i do want that i just don't like when they put such a fine point on it you know of the pencil that's that's why i personally didn't uh love the midichlorian idea though in my own way uh i was able to kind of uh, retcon that into um a place where i could kind of go with it where i where i look back on the midichlorians i i, I think about you know, when Yoda talks about how arrogant uh, the Jedi have become in that era, I think about how they sort of turn their, they're, they're starting to turn their back on spirituality and looking to science to solve and, and, and sort of uh, prove something that's uh, perhaps maybe very difficult to prove or, or isn't really meant to be proven in a uh, scientific kind of, uh, you know, uh, a physical way or what have you. Um, so, I, to, so to me, it was like the midichlorians were representative of, of when the Jedi were really, really looking to sort of, um, sort of find a way to scientifically prove the existence of the force and what made one force user perhaps more skilled than another or, or, or whatever. Um, and then I feel as though there's sort of the um, what came later with Ben and Luke, where they sort of kind of got away from that, you know, real uh, uh, kind of I hate to keep using the word science here because I'm going to sound like I'm anti-science. I'm not anti-science. I just I just don't necessarily think that you can prove 
religion or faith or spirituality with science. I think that they are um, very, very different things. So at any rate, I'm not opposed to the force being explored. I think the force, the force being explored is a, is a great idea. Just no talking animals, please. Oh, I didn't. Hey, by the way, I never said no talking animals. I just said I, I was just wondering if we ever saw technical or saw um, talking animals technically in Star Wars. I, um, but uh, back to the force, mm-hmm. you know, I see why Lucas introduced the idea of midi chlorians. He wanted something to be proven to us as people listening to a story. Something that proved the strength of Anakin Skywalker as a Jedi. Something that could measure him as a pure embodiment of the Force. And the way he decided to do it was with the much derided midi-chlorian count. But you see what he was going for with that? He just simply, that's the only reason he did it. What can I do to let people know that this kid is something that's, the force, you know. Well, the fact that he could pilot the uh, the pod racer. I mean, they they do a great job. I will say in the novelization of sort of building that up. You you don't get it as much in the film uh, as you do in the novel, where they talk about just how difficult that sport is and how Anakin is, as he says in the film, the only human who can do it. So there, you know, you see all these different species of alien that are these pod racing um, champions that have, you know, various physical adaptations that allow them to do things better or what have you. But um, Anakin's the only one that can do it. But Jim, you're saying that George had to go even further than that. He really had to leave no doubt in the viewer's mind that there was something that set Anakin apart from everybody else, even Yoda. Just because of the fact that he was, skilled pod racer and that may have indicated to Qui-Gon Jinn hmm, this kid could be a good candidate for Jedi Knight so he thinks the kid should be recruited but I really don't he was getting a vibe of there was something special about Anakin yeah. he you says know, because there's any, something maybe, about this boy maybe any Jedi kid would be a great pod racer you know any Jedi All right. But something that's considered the chosen one of the Jedi, what really sets him apart? Well, it's the fact that he has this very high midichlorian count. So that's all it was, was just a device for Lucas to really let you know that there is something legitimately special about Anakin Skywalker when it comes to being a Jedi. So I get that. Would I like to see... Topics like that explored more by Ryan Johnson? Absolutely. I love the spiritual edge of Star Wars. That's really entertaining to me. Um, I think Ryan Johnson, you know, I, I just like as I, I have to hold out any sort of judgment about Ryan Johnson and his ability to produce quality Star Wars until I see The Last Jedi. I think we all feel that way. I mean, we're rooting for the guy. There's no question about it. And he seems like a super nice and very talented person. But We need to see the proof first before we start jumping to conclusions about where he's going to 
take the the follow-up trilogy that he's going to direct to direct but i believe in the last jedi he is going to get really spiritual with it i think he's going to explore some things and the important thing about exploring the force is not defining it yes i want some questions answered questions i've had for 40 years about the force quite honestly i want those questions answered providing that there can be new questions asked in the process that always leaves a mystery when it comes to the force. There always has to be some element of mystery, some something that you can't grab hold of when yes. it comes to the force. I, I, it I, has to elude us. It has like like any sort of spirituality. It has to be elusive. It can never be so defined. Right. Right. And that's yes, absolutely well said. That's that's exactly how I feel about it. Uh, as this is our Thanksgiving show, and we're, as we say, giving thanks. And uh, we're going to talk to uh, a friend of ours. We're thankful for his friendship. We're thankful for Nissan for being such a great sponsor of us here at Rebel Force Radio. So uh, let's go in the cantina with Nissan's number one Star Wars fan, Jeremy Meadows. <laughs> For a drink. Sorry about the mess. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. All right, Jeremy, welcome back to Rebel Force Radio. It's been like a year almost. Uh, actually, guys, it's been only since April, so it's just been a few months, but it feels like a lot longer than that. Oh, man. man, oh, man. That's right. Well, well in celebration, we were together. We were together. I was thinking that, you know, as we are on the eve of another Star Wars film being released, um, this is a... Can you believe that it's it's only been a year since Rogue One? See, for some reason... It's amazing. Rogue One seems like it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but it was just one year <laughs> Nicely ago. Nicely played. Nicely Thank played. You. Thank you. But yeah. uh, no, it's been a while since we've uh, had a chance to, to talk to you, and uh, we're absolutely delighted and thrilled that you have in, been able to keep the partnership uh, with the folks at Lucasfilm up, um, you know, post the, uh, the Nissan Rogue slash Rogue One era. So we're featuring the Master the Drive sweepstakes. That's what's going on now. So can you tell us a little bit more of that? Yeah, we uh, we had a sweepstakes last year, and that was to win tickets to opening night um, in Hollywood um, and, uh, last year for Rogue One. And we decided to take it up a notch this year. And uh, so we did that with Master the Drive uh, sweepstakes. So this time, when you go to NissanUSA.com slash Star Wars, you can go in and you can customize a Nissan based on Star Wars The Last Jedi. You can do it for a Titan, a Rogue, a Rogue Sport, or an Ultima. And then when you customize that vehicle, you submit it, and you get a chance to actually win that car. So we're not making a limited edition vehicle this year, but we are making a custom-inspired vehicle that you, you the fans, design. And we worked really closely with Lucasfilm and the Story Group to get this just right. Wow. So... What is the, the, the lead time for something like this? So they go online, they customize this car, and how long does it take to actually get the finished product in, the, in, in their hands? Yeah, so we're going to uh, end the sweepstakes on November 27th. We're going to choose a winner here in early December. We'll have you come out to Hollywood and see the movie with us on December 14th if you win. 
and uh, you'll get the car uh, around late January, early February. Wow, that is fast turnaround. That's fast turnaround. Now, what are what are some of the options that 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 people can can choose in this? Yeah, we got all kinds country. of options uh, for consumers. Uh, we've got uh, racing stripes, or they're kind of inspired by uh, by craft from both the First Order and the Resistance. Custom wheels that you can choose from. We have custom lighting. We have custom interiors. Uh, really, inside and out, you can customize the vehicle based on your personal preferences from either choosing the First Order or the Resistance. Wow. Now, which side do you lean on? You know, I'm kind of in the middle because some days it just depends on my personality. I, my two favorite <laughs> characters of all time. Yeah, exactly, right? The gray, two, huh? The, 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 new, gray. the new color in Star Wars, gray. Exactly. Uh, but my two favorite characters are Darth Vader and Yoda. And it's because each of them are masters in their own right of the dark side and the light side. And mm, uh, but, okay. but, but for this new movie, um, you know, I, I probably just because... I most identify even more than Vader and Yoda. I identify with Luke Skywalker. Um, yeah. So I probably lean a little bit more toward the resistance uh, than I do the first order. But man, both of these, uh, these options that you can choose from for choosing and customizing your own car. I have really had a hard time choosing which were my favorite. Wow. And I mean, as a Luke Skywalker fan, cause you're, you're an original trilogy kid, right? I mean, you grew up. With oh yeah. The, the original films. What, and, and you're looking at Last Jedi, and you got Luke, you know, on the on the poster with the uh, with the good guys. You got Luke on the poster with the bad guys. You you got all this speculation swirling around Luke, Mark Hamill, just just totally uh, trolling everybody on social media. As a Luke Skywalker fan, are you nervous about this? Are you excited about it? I'm excited. I'm excited to see now what they do with Luke Skywalker this time. You know, he was. A central part of the story with The Force Awakens, of course, but you never saw him until the end. So this time I'm really excited to see what they do with the character. Um, you know, we've heard Mark talk about, you know, his thoughts, how he thought the character should have been. Um, and then he got into working and, and reading the script and understanding where the story was going. And he said, wow, yeah, I'm excited. And right. so I think I think I think that makes me even more excited that he, a, a person that has played Luke Skywalker so many times, mm-hmm. is excited. Yeah. Um, now, let's get back to the Nissan side of things. Um, there are also apparently some accessories that you can get to really kind of last Jedi customize your own ride, like the Ultima, the Rogue, the Sentra, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, again, uh, we're not creating a limited edition this year, although we had a lot of fun creating that last year and, and bringing that unique vehicle to consumers. Instead, again, we decided, well, why don't you customize a car and have a chance to win it? And then also, too, if you buy an Ultima, Rogue, or Sentra at select dealers, you can get some additional accessories to put on your vehicle and make it really your own. Mm. So this time it's about making it your own versus, hey, here's a car that we've created, and while we loved it and it did a great job and it looked great because you you could have it all blacked out or or, uh, black highlights on a white car, uh, last time, this time, you can do it any color you want, and so now it's more about what you want it to be. So right. it's kind of uh, we're we're really having a lot of fun this year with the campaign of choice, and so it's now it's your choice what you want to do with whether you're creating your own custom car or take these accessories and make something your own. Well, that's so cool. And Jeremy, of course, you saw my jaw hit the floor when I was actually looking at those great. Nissan Rogue Rogue One limited edition rides from last year. 
it was just amazing. And uh, so I can't wait to see what you guys are going to do with the cars this year. And did, did I see a new Nissan commercial uh, tied into The Last Jedi? Did I just see something about that recently? Uh, yeah, we this, we actually have our third one that just came out. Uh, so we had one that came out earlier in the month, and it had a, uh, a Nissan Rogue in it using the, the music from uh, the, the trailer. And it was inspired by the, the red room that you see Kylo Ren um, in from the trailer, the most recent trailer that's been out. Um, and then we have two new commercials that just came out uh, over this last weekend. Yeah, the one I saw was really stunning. It featured a girl who's... She kind of dressed like Ray a little bit, and she's driving the Nissan uh, through stomping walkers, and uh, it's really well done. Tell us a little bit about how the commercial was put together. Did uh, you guys have any uh, access to any ILM talent? Uh, actually, it's a total collaboration between Nissan, Lucasfilm, and ILM. Um, and so, and there's fans on all sides, of course, and, uh, it was really great working with them and we wanted to, so again, a lot of our things we're doing this year is all about choice. Um, and also too, about technology, um, and how there's an interesting relationship always between droid pilot and craft. So we really wanted to, to really look into and, and, and have materials and part of our campaign that talks about both of those. Um, so we have this great new technology that just came out on our new Nissan Rogue, and it's called ProPilot Assist. And so this commercial, uh, we use a scenario a lot of us, as we've learned to drive, are very familiar with, or we're teaching a young individual to drive. Like I have a 16-year-old son that I taught to drive over the last year. And Oh, God. You know, and you're still here. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I know I'm still here, barely, but yes. His uh, hair's all you know, white, but he's still here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, as as that mentor-mentee relationship is happening where you're teaching a, 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 your your child to drive, um, things get a little nervous because things are a little hairy. So in this commercial, the dad says, breathe, just breathe. And when she does, she realizes she can rely on the technology in her Nissan and no matter what obstacles come her way. And she fantasizes that she's now in a Star Wars-inspired world with uh, AT-ATs and ATM-6s and chicken walkers and stormtroopers and it's it's a complete takeover and the, the technology keeps her centered um, in the lane and, and keeps her relaxed and, and can she can just breathe. Uh, we had a lot of fun putting this one together. Um, it was pretty amazing being on set with uh, a cast of stormtroopers. Wow. I'm guessing you took some selfies there on the set. Uh, there were a couple, but uh, can't release can't release them on social media. No, no, sure, that's that, that's all. My, well, so you had to feel like you were actually on the set of a Star Wars film there for a moment. I absolutely did. We actually have a total of four commercials that we did, and every single one of them. So these are just the first two that were out this weekend. The one here we just talked about, um, and the other ones all are special for different reasons, and all of them have unique Star Wars: The Last Jedi um, integration into them, and. Uh, Every single one of them, I felt I was on the set of a Star Wars movie. Wow. That's so cool. That's so cool. So uh, speaking of a Star Wars movie, I know that you're going to be sending some lucky winners uh, to the uh, to the premiere. How about you? Where are you going to be the night that this film opens up? Are you going to be uh, the uh, plus one for the winner? <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to try to work that in. But no, I'm, I'm going to meet them there. I'm going to meet Great. them there. So yeah, this uh if they win the if they win the sweepstakes, whether it be the grand prize or the next tiered prize, they'll win tickets to opening night at El Capitan in Hollywood, right on Hollywood Boulevard. It's it's a classic Hollywood theater, and I'll meet them there. 
what is the one thing, Jeremy, that 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 you really, really want to see in the Last Jedi? You know, after the setup that we've had in the Force Awakens and all the speculation, and we've had two years worth of, uh, you know, uh, theories and uh, who is Snoke? What is Snoke? Is Ray going to the dark side? What happened to Luke? What's going on with Finn? And how are they going to deal with uh, Princess Leia? All of this stuff that's swirling around our heads. What's the one thing you want to walk away with? I want to walk away with just having a great experience and feeling like, you know, I did when I saw the kid movies when I was a kid, you know, I mean, just, and that's how I felt when I saw the force awakens and that that's what I'm most looking forward to. That's how I felt when I saw rogue one. That's what I'm looking forward to doing again. I mean, I, I, I just want to strap myself in and go along for the ride and have a blast. All right. What's the best, what is the best Snoke theory that you've heard? Is there one out there uh, that you, or maybe the worst? Because there's okay. <laughs> there's some rough ones I, out there. I, don't, I, don't, I heard I, don't I heard that he's a Nissan. Um, he could be a Nissan. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, but interesting theory. I didn't find this one. My son. I'll actually give mm-hmm. my son Gavin credit for this one. Okay. Um, he came across a theory that Snoke is Mace Windu. Oh, oh crazy yeah. Mace! I've heard this one. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, well, I guess uh-huh. anything is possible. And, and to me, that's what's so fun about this gap of time that we've had since the force awakens, right? Yeah. There's all these theories and people kind of guessing, you know, what it is that, uh, this, each of these characters mean and who's Finn and where's his background, who's Ray, who's her background and now Snoke. And it's, uh, that, that's, what's fun is the, is the stories behind the stories. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Hey, what's the story behind this limited edition executioner trooper helmet? That's, uh, is that available just for the sweepstake winners or, uh, how, how do you how do you go about getting that? So last time with the Rogue One vehicle that we sold, um, we had the custom uh, Nissan exclusive Death Trooper helmet. That's right. And we made we made five thousand of those for this one with the sweepstakes. We're only doing one hundred, so it's even more limited edition. Mm. Um, and we worked with the team over at Gentle Giant again. They're a great team, and we said uh, we wanted to do another helmet. What would you propose as something that'd be unique and custom that fans would go crazy for? And they came back with the Executioner Trooper, which is a new trooper that's in the movie Star Wars: The Last Jedi. And I'll tell you, this thing looks fantastic. I I have an advanced prototype uh, that I've gotten a chance to see and and hold on to, and it is something to behold. It's awesome. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's available for the uh, winner of the Master of the Drive sweepstakes. That's for sure. Yes. And uh, like we said, you can get your uh, personalized ride inspired by Star Wars Last Jedi. You and three friends get tickets to opening night screening of The Last Jedi at world-famous El Capitan in L.A. And, uh, of course, that limited edition Executioner Trooper collectible helmet. NissanUSA.com slash Star Wars is the place to go. But before we let you go, Jeremy, yeah. we have some questions here. that were These were actually compiled by... Jedi Master Yoda himself. All right. And uh, passed on. Uh, I, I think he emailed it to us here at RFR. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, so Jason is the keeper of these questions, the Yoda questionnaire. And uh, these are just some rapid fire questions that we're going to ask you about your Star Wars fandom your, and your likes and dislikes. So I, I hope right, you're ready to, uh, to spin the wheel here with the Yoda questionnaire. I'm going to turn do it over to uh, Jedi Master Swank. Right. Uh, remember when we used to call you that, Jedi Master Swank? We, we used to call you that. Yeah, w- one time. 
One yeah, time. that one time. Yeah. So, so here we go. The Pilot Yoda episode of the show, okay? <laughs> Smart. All right, ass. Master Swank. All right. Okay. Number one. What is your most favorite Star Wars line? Do or do not. There is no try. Popular choice. Right. Popular and choice. Fitting for tonight. And what Star Wars moment makes you smile? Laugh it up, fuzzball. Good one. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, and what Star Wars moment makes you sad? Uh, probably when uh, Han Solo died. That was pretty sad. That was that rough. Was, that rough was stuff. rough. And, and he, especially the way you kind of knew it was coming. Soon yeah. as he and Chewie split up, man, that was it. For me, that was the writing on the wall. I mean, it just... <sighs> and for for me, it was when he took that first step on the catwalk. I, uh, I yeah. was like, "Yep, okay, that's it's over, that's over." <laughs> it's so over. that's that's my saddest moment in the movie. Obviously, my there's another saddest moment outside of the movie that we uh, all recently went through. That was well, sad, of course, but. yeah, that's true. Um, all right, who? Here, is, I, wait, before we go yeah. on though, I just I, I, I'm I'm working with some technology here. Uh-oh. I'm just gonna you know take you back to that saddest moment ever. Did you get it with the I, reverb I and everything? It. The reverb. <laughs> was that the moment you knew it was over with the reverb? That's, that's the moment, yeah. Because And why does he have to step out on the catwalk then? Couldn't he have just carried on the conversation yelling it exactly, at him? Exactly. So, you know. Man, come home! <laughs> I think we as, you know, viewers of the movie might have gotten a little irritated after a while. So Yeah, yeah, yeah that would have yeah, been a long, long, drawn-out mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. yeah, especially so. every time he would go, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Who is your favorite? You may have answered this earlier, but we'll see. You threw out three names, but who is your favorite Star Wars character? If you had to pick one, uh, or it could be your favorite today. My favorite probably still though of all time is Luke Skywalker. I just identify with him so much. I'm from a small farm town, just like him. All right. Luke Skywalker it is. Uh, and who is your least favorite Star Wars character? Oh, that's a tough one because I like all of them for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, Good answer, but you got to give us one. Um, okay, I'll give you the mouse droid. I don't know. It's just the ma- <laughs> oh, wow, no love for the mouse droid. Jeez. Although I did get to meet one recently, and it was very cool. You oh, you got to meet. All right. All right. Wait, where'd you meet a mouse droid? Where, where in your day-to-day activities uh, puts you with a mouse droid encounter? You just never know. I think you can bump <laughs> into a mouse droid just about anywhere. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't believe you. All right. Well, maybe on set, you know, for the uh, yeah. with the uh, ah, with those commercials. Yeah, right? that's right. Okay. Who? All right. Uh, here's a good one. I love this one. Uh, what job would you most like to do? In the Star Wars universe, there are a lot of different vocations you can choose from in the galaxy far, far away. But what, what's the one that you would most like to do? Um, I'd probably like to be a, a X-Wing pilot. Oh, wow. You don't ask for much. But you're a car guy, so I would, I would expect that. I would expect speed. that. Speed. It's all about speed. All about the speed. All right. Uh, but what would be the one job in the Star Wars universe that you would least like to do? Uh, janitorial duty for the First Order. Janitorial. We get a lot of that. We get a lot of that. Um, Why specifically the First Order? Why not, you know, janitor for the Empire? Janitor for the Rebellion? 
Okay, so it could be the Empire or the or the First Order, either one, because you know, seems like Finn got a you know raw deal with that, and you know, I'm sure the guys on the Death Star didn't feel very good about being on the janitorial service for that. Well, and we know that they're still using trash compactors there in the in the First Order, so that the sanitation has not changed all that much, I don't think. That's true. That's true. You know, for the bad guys. Um, I another- think it's a cush gig. It's a cush gig because the Dianoga does all the work for you. <laughs> yeah, but you got to go in there and take care of that thing. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> you got to groom you it. To, you um, to keep the Dianoga. All right. If, um, if another Star Wars movie was to be made, and there's one now made every year, but George Lucas himself came back to direct it, and he said, I know the perfect guy for this movie, Jeremy Meadows. He's going to go in the film. You're in the movie. It's Star Wars. George Lucas is directing. What would you like him to say to you when he says cut on your final scene? Jeremy, that was great. (laughs) I got to tell you, that's a good George Lucas. I'm sitting here thinking throughout a lot of this interview that you've got a little bit of the George Lucas uh, in the voice. (laughs) I'm not kidding. You do. You're not you're not you're not, you know, in that sort of kind of Kermit the Frog, Jim Henson kind of realm. But but some of the intonation, I got to say, was very Lucasian. He doesn't say that to just anyone either. Well, I appreciate that, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this is uh, this has been a ton of fun. Now, there was one thing that um, we didn't get a chance to ask you earlier, and I'd be, we'd be remiss if we didn't. But because um, you've got so much going on with the collaboration between Nissan and Star Wars, and it's a partnership that is not showing any signs of slowing down. What can you tell us about the? Uh, uh, boy, I hate to even bring it up because I didn't do so well the last time you had the virtual reality thing going on. <laughs> but um, Sorry, Jason, th- you maybe. Maybe you this is more it. my speed. Uh, this is the Droid Repair Bay. This is a brand new virtual reality experience that you've you've put together with uh, the folks at ILM X Lab. What's that about? Yeah, so uh, this time we're working on a virtual reality, and, and it, it just is now starting to hit the market. Um, it's called Star Wars Droid Repair Bay, and uh, you get a chance to help BB-8 and other BB-8 uh, astromech droids. Uh, you repair them. It actually takes place right in the middle of one of the parts of the movie. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. It huh. does. And, so, but uh, isn't this going to be available for, uh, for you know, public use before the movie comes out? Yeah, I will tell you, there are no spoilers when you mm-hmm. do the virtual reality experience. But when you then go to see the movie, what I've been told, because I have not seen the movie, I've only seen the, the VR experience. What I've been told by Lucasfilm is when you see the movie, you'll be like, oh, that's where BB-8 went. Oh. That's, what, that's what I've been told. And there's no spoilers there. I'm not giving anything away. Uh, but uh, I will tell you, we'll be at the LA Auto Show uh, coming up here on December 1st to the 10th. And we'll have some other auto shows and dealerships across the country here very soon. Look at Ooh. Nissan contributing to Star Wars canon. So you wonder where <laughs> BB-8 went? The answer can be found in the uh, Star Wars droid repair bay. Now, we were just giving you props about how you're con- you're contributing to the canon of Star Wars with this. So, you know, no pressure. Everybody's going to be watching this thing. You there? Yeah, I'm here, Jason. Oh, uh, you're so, you're so <laughs> there, he is, there he is. There he is. Okay. All right. Hey, fellas. 
Yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah, we're back. So we're, we're real excited back. about working with uh, with Lucasfilm and ILM X Lab on this. It is uh, Jason. I think this is a virtual reality. Even you could put the headset on and enjoy. <laughs> oh. All right. So it's 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 slower it's, and less intense, is what you It's very mild. Very mild. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is. It is a little more mild. It's uh-huh. not as uh, intense as the last one we did. But this one is actually more interactive. You can actually walk around in the environment and grab things and move things around and interact with the droids. Wow. Fantastic. Are you picking up the George, Jimmy Mac? Are you hearing this uh, now? Maybe, since you planted it in my head. Uh-huh. I, now I, I, now it's all it. you can hear. I will never I, hear myself the same again. I, I, I picture you just sitting there wearing plaid, you know, just hanging out. Uh, all right. Well, he didn't deny it either. No, he, he didn't. Wearing plaid. He didn't. You maybe, are wearing plaid. Maybe it's like well, that sure. movie, The Santa Claus, where, you know, people, different people turn into George Lucas throughout. Like, George is going to be around forever. Like you become he the is next be around forever. Yeah, he is forever. Star Wars is forever. Jeremy, thank you so much, man, for stopping by. And uh, we do thank you for dealing with the technical difficulties. But it is always uh, a lot of fun to catch up with you. And uh, we're thrilled beyond belief that you continue to uh, contribute to Star Wars fandom in such meaningful ways and giving, uh, you know, Nissan customers such a great uh, you know front row seat to uh What's going on with with Star Wars and keeping up with it and even past, you know, the the, the Rogue One, which was a, such a great natural promotion. But it's it's wonderful that the uh, the train keeps going. So congratulations to you and the team there at Nissan and, and keeping us Star Wars fans um, full of uh, great things. Well, I appreciate it, guys. And I just want to say on behalf of Star Wars fans, thank you for all that you do. Um, I've been a loyal fan and listener for several years and uh, i'm so happy to be a part of the show and and help out back in in uh, in the star wars world again all right well that's it's, uh, awesome thank you yes it's very kind of you to say and we've, we'll have uh, all of the details for how you can uh, uh sign up for the sweepstakes uh there they'll be available uh, on our facebook page as well as at uh, rebelforceradio.com of course so and you can visit the website nissanusa.com slash star wars jeremy thanks so much man appreciate it thanks again, guys all right bye You know it, you love it. From Tops comes the digital card collecting app, Star Wars Card Trader. Yes, collect and trade over 1,000 officially licensed Star Wars digital cards. All of your favorite characters, vehicles, and locations from the Star Wars universe are here, including replicas of those amazing and iconic original 1977 Top Star Wars trading cards to futuristic all-new cards with exciting digital twists. And of course, you can find exclusive content from the all-time U.S. box office champ, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Download it today in the App Store or in Google Play. And of course, we're using the Star Wars Card Trader app here at Rebel Force Radio. You can always trade with us here 24-7, 365 days a year. Just search username Rebel Force Radio and do it all from the comfort of your mobile device. It's the Tops Star Wars Card Trader app. These are the cards you're looking for. do want to mention, you know, part of being a Star Wars fan is all the merch and what greater time to uh, be exploring and out in the stores and seeing all the great things uh, hitting store shelves um, than this time of year with a new film just uh, a couple of weeks away. And, you know, this is the 
kickoff to the big shopping season. I'm talking about Black Friday. Let me take that back, huh? Let me find what you need. <laughs> when Black Friday comes. Public credits? The public credits are no good out here. I need something more real. Right, Jim. Let me ask you: You're not a Black Friday shopper guy, right? I mean, I I'm can't not. imagine you going out there. No, I don't. I I'm not a big shopping person. Yeah, I like yeah. shopping with Wendy, but that's about the extent. I I don't even like to run in to pick up a pair of socks by myself. You know, yeah. it's just. But this grueling. is the kickoff to the Christmas shopping season, and. With a film so close on the horizon, there's no shortage of just phenomenal Star Wars stuff hitting the uh, hitting the shelves. One of my favorite places to go, and it's it's a it's a new favorite, is I really enjoy going to GameStop. And if you, and there's there's what kind of kicked this all off is my my daughter's really into the Funko stuff, the pops, the mystery minis, all this. And so I'm always on the hunt for, you know, this exclusive or that exclusive, running off to Hot Topic, running off to GameStop. And so, you know, as a dad, I've become like an expert at, at, at these stores and like, OK, this one is like a, a larger one. This is a small one. This is a medium sized one. But if you get into like the, the medium or the larger size GameStops, I mean, their selection of Star Wars stuff is just phenomenal just phenomenal i mean it's stuff that you just don't find anywhere else from like their um you know like kitchen supplies i mean you can get a you can get a a, a french press shaped like r2d2 if you want your coffee made by an astromech droid i mean that's the kind of stuff they've got rolling pins and you know anything you want for your kitchen you know houseware all that stuff in addition to great action figures and toys and all that stuff um so i gotta ask you what is on your list this year for Santa, for Wendy, for the boys, what have you? What is the what are, what are the, some of the Star Wars items that you would love to see under your tree that just might be starting to show up around Black Friday? Oh my gosh! Well, of course, everyone's so intimidated to purchase Star Wars items for me. You have every Star Wars fan, and I consider myself, and I, I'm with you. You know, I'm very easy to buy for. I love Star Wars. I love James Bond stuff. I love, uh, uh, you know, I love Broadway theater. I have so many interests and things that I like. Why do people say I'm hard to buy for? Is it because they assume we have everything? They assume because you're the type of guy who buys the new iPhone before it's even released. They think <laughs> that you already have it. Yeah, they think you already have it. So uh, I would say Star Wars Battlefront 2, which, by the way, I uh, beat the one player mode in uh, mere 24 hours. It was no problem. I uh, have completed that uh, mission and uh, I have the whole story under my belt. As I said, I did not watch it on YouTube, um, <laughs> as I said. But I would ask for for that. I would definitely ask for that if I didn't have it already. Star Wars Battlefront 2, a game which I already beat. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff out there. But again, people are intimidated to purchase for me because they think I already have it. They know I'm the nut job, like everyone else listening to the show, who runs out to Target at midnight in September on a work night at midnight and comes yeah. home with a giant, huge-ass porg. Um, right. So, you know, I mean, just the fact that I have a huge ass porn. 
people don't want to buy me Star Wars stuff because they said, what could he possibly need? He's got a huge ass board. So there's no, is there anything on your list? There is not anything on my list, but I have to consider. A lot of times I ask for books mm-hmm. from family because when they're all uh, arguing over who gets the last shot of Bailey's Irish cream, <laughs> I can just go off into a corner and look at a book and tune them all out. An Irish Christmas. I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, so I like to have a I, – I, I've always enjoyed getting like a nice book for – Christmas. So if there's any new books out there that I haven't really researched yet, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and ask. And then, you know, there's all kind of good stuff. There's there's uh trade paperback collections of uh Marvel Star Wars comics that might have slipped through my fingers. So I, I can go out and grab, you know, put those on the list. And people love stuff that they can just order from Amazon. Sure. So yeah, you know, I but I as of right now, Jason, I don't have a list prepared. Although that coffee press sounds pretty exciting, because of course <laughs> the we have the coffee press is great. Yeah, because we have the Bailey's Irish Cream. We need to put you know the coffee with the Bailey's and everything, and then I'll get the family to stop fighting. So I think it's a win-win for all. But no, why? Why? I, what are you getting at? You must have something on your list to be bringing this up. Is there? Well, anything I, I just think that you know, part of our job here is to kind of maybe guide folks into uh you know what they might be looking for for that star wars fan in their life i I will tell you that if you got little ones and they've been out they've been out for some time but the uh they have you remember the little golden books jim you remember those you know you get all the all different stories had the little gold binding you know what i'm talking about yeah well i i have a collection of star wars golden books well that's what i was gonna say yeah, the, the little golden books, the Star Wars, they've, they've adapted all of the films, all seven films at this point. Um, those are really, really fun. So if you've got kids the right age, sort of that you know three, four-year-old, um, those are great. I, I've read all of those to, to Parker. Parker's getting a little you know, old for that now. He's five. But uh, those, were, those were really fun. Um, and that's something you don't, you don't think about. Also, uh, speaking of kids in Star Wars and books, the uh, the alphabet book that was something that I read to both Bailey and Parker as they were learning their letters. We did uh, all different kinds of uh, you know Star Wars uh, words and all of that. So um, those are those are a lot of fun, and, and and I think it's it's cool that you know you can find something that's you know a little on the educational side. Plus, you know, mom or dad might have a good time with it as well, and it's also you know kind of opening up kids to that 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 larger world, and then. There's also another book out that we uh, we got, I think, last year. It is uh, the five minute Star Wars stories. I don't know if you saw this, but it's 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 sort of a I guess you could look at it like a bedtime book. But they're stories, you know, from uh, all seven of the Star Wars films that you can read in in five minutes. So if you're looking for that quick, you know, five minute read before bed, uh, that's a that's a really that's a real good one. As far as what is on my Christmas list, um, you know, as I've said before, I'm 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 so in the tank for the Hasbro's. You know, I got such a love hate relationship with Hasbro. I love their stuff. I love to hate their stuff. Hate that I can't <laughs> find their stuff. Um, but <laughs> but I'm with you, pal. I yeah, know what you're saying. You know, I mean, it's just it's the most. Uh, it's just a really dysfunctional relationship I have with them. I give them a ton of money and and. Uh, very little in return, but I, I there's a couple of exclusive there, exclusives that I'm looking for. I just picked up 
the uh, the first order officer with Admiral Akbar uh, from uh, it's a Toys R Us exclusive. I, this six inch Admiral Akbar figure is one of the best in the whole line that they've ever done of the six inch Black Series. It's it's tremendously cool. Um, and then there's also there's a there's a training ray on crate and she comes with a base. I think she's a Toys R Us exclusive. There's also a uh, a Luke that kind of has the base. They 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 released these. They were Kmart exclusives for um, uh, for the the, the the Force Awakens and uh, Rogue One. These kind of these characters, these six-inch Black Series figures that are that are posed on these sort of environmental bases. I love those. Those are coming out. So those are definitely on my Christmas list. Yeah. And the, the, the my white whale is always the three and three-quarter inch Black Series that are Walmart exclusives. And I think they've got that exclusivity through the end of the year. It's this last wave. You got... Um, a few characters from uh, from the Last Jedi. You got Luke. You got, uh, I believe, there's Ray. There's Rose. Rose is the only one that I have found. Um, I don't know if Jim, if you've gotten those too much, because I know that you you know, you have no problem with the the simpler articulation. You, you like me, kind of feel that it's a um, kind of an improvement in some ways because they don't have to hide behind all the joints and whatnot. But have you picked up any of those? Walmart exclusive uh, four inch black series figures. You know they come in the box. I have yes. I, I picked up the Luke, the Jedi Luke. The you got the you rich. got the Jedi Luke. Yes, I did. Oh, cloth man. cloth goods. Yeah, I don't understand. And, uh, I text you all the time. Every time I'm out you... on a toy run, I text you. I'm like, hey, you looking for this? You looking for this? And you usually say no. Most of the time, you say no. You never text me on that stuff. Well, maybe I do, and maybe I don't. <laughs> Maybe I don't, um, but uh, I, I I actually prefer the basic figure to the Black Series yeah. one. I think it's a more accurate sculpt. I, I think it's better looking. Also, I picked up the Black Series three and three quarter inch Executioner Trooper, and mm. uh, that's mm-hmm. the one with the black marks and stuff. Uh, you know, I I just really prefer the basic ones. Though I, I've been just fine with them, and yeah. uh, so I can't put those on the list really because well, everyone knows I'm always out hunting for them and. Yeah, They'll so you're, you're going to find him eventually. And that's usually the text response I get from Jimmy Mack is he's like, I'll find it eventually. You know, so I, yeah. you, you you enjoy the hunt. Um, is there one item? I don't think I've ever asked you this. Is there one item? And I mean, it could be anything. One Star Wars thing, collectible. It could be a prop. It could be a piece. What is that one thing that you would just you would give anything to have in your collection? A one-to-one scale on in carbonite. I've seen people with them in their collections. I've seen them on display at Lucasfilm. And uh, I even saw one that was uh, turned into a door. And uh, so I, I would love to have a full or a desk, scale. right? <laughs> or a desk. Oh, by the way, I'd love to put all that stuff on my Christmas list, the stuff that Tom Spina and the guys have available over at regalrobot.com, the do-back sofa. <laughs> You know, I, what what do you want for Christmas this year, Jimmy? Well, I want a do-back sofa, Santa Claus. <laughs> He's like, next. You're not getting a do-back sofa, kid. Just beat it. Oh, there's a great picture of you, me, and uh, your brother Billy Mac on that do-back sofa, as a matter of fact. Yes, yes. From celebration. I, I, you, can't, you can't see Billy Mac's left hand. Don't ask. 
<laughs> we got another call here. This is area code 214. They're staying up late with us here at Rebel Force Radio. Hello, 214. Welcome to Rebel Force Radio. Hey, it's Nemo again. I just oh, Nemo call calling back. back. Oh. Looking for people. <laughs> you, well, you inspired a lot of excitement and a lot of conversation. So, uh, are, yeah, are you, that's what Nemo does. That's what. <laughs> Nemo also refers to himself in the third person. I love that. So yeah, yeah Nemo. The character. So, yeah. Nemo had reached out and said he wanted to jump back in to uh, talk a little bit about Battlefront Two, oh, a game okay. which uh, I did defeat the story mode, and I uh, I know the full story. So of course I I can jump into any conversation about it. But here's the thing: is it, I'm so worried. What about the spoiler territory we're going to go into here? What's uh, um, on, on vid- what is what is the statute of limitations on video game spoilers? Yeah, because I'll tell you what, I mean, it's like we'll a be talking we'll- story mode, so it's not that long. It's, it's four hours. I think anyone who cares would have seen it by now. Really? You care enough? You care enough? But we have to I'm give still the spoiler alert. On. I'd- spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Because these are spoilers. All right, so don't say we don't uh, warn can you. Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think there are too many spoilers outside of a couple of the characters that show up later in the story. I guess we don't really need to talk about the overarching story, but I would want to talk about some of the you know original trilogy characters that do show up in their brief appearances, especially near the end of the game. All right. Yeah. Well, near oh. the end of the game is... Uh, the, the end of the game is... a. Uh, a, a twist and turn that uh, I don't even I, I'm having trouble just deciphering what exactly happened there. But uh, I mean, how specific are we going to talk about this? Well, apparently the end of the game, at least from right now, isn't the end of the game where they're actually going to be adding more content in December that apparently ties in with the last Jedi briefly. So we'll avoid that for us. But I really want to talk about Luke Skywalker because as someone, like you guys have mentioned, we don't know a lot of what's going on between Episode 7 and Episode 8, and I do think this game provides just a small glimpse of the character that Luke Skywalker is after the end of Return of the Jedi, and I actually thought it was pretty awesome to see that character portrayed in that way, and, you know, he's pretty cool to play as, I'm not going to lie. All right, so what is, what's your big takeaway, Nemo, as far as... What, what's what's this connective tissue, we'll call it, of the Luke from Return of the Jedi to the Luke we see in The Force Awakens and we're going to see in The Last Jedi? What are, what's this evolution that Battlefront 2 kind of uh, depicts? Oh, I think Luke is, you know, actually a Jedi in the sense that he's not interested in conflict unless he has to be. And then from there, he's actually, you know, more concerned about saving lives versus going on that vendetta against the Empire like a lot of the other characters in the game would have been. I think that mission, especially on that particular planet, whose name I forget, where he meets the character Dell from Inferno Squad, I think that's very telling of who he is as a character and how he operates to where he doesn't want to get in a fight. He doesn't want to draw his saber. And that's very different from what we saw, you know, in episode five when he just runs off to confront Vader. And even in episode six, where he's a little bit laid back, but he's still willing to jump into the fray. 
Well, Luke, you know, he finds himself in a situation there where he, where he comes across Dell, the TIE pilot, who's there. He's trapped, and he needs Luke to help him out. Luke helps him out, and Luke does so because he believes that the Force is bringing them together. And they find by working together through this situation that they're able to uh, survive it. And Luke is able to get what he needs and go off in his way. because yeah, you they, want to they... talk about what he actually picks up, though? I definitely think that's going to play into a larger story, whether it be in a comic book or perhaps that might be something we see in The Last Jedi. So Luke picks up the thing that we, we, we've seen in... Uh, I, I Where have we seen this thing? I, I think one of those Funko Pops was holding it, and so people started buzzing about saying Luke has this compass with him in the last Jedi. Um, now seeing it again, seeing how he finds it in battlefront two, a game, which story mode I've completed, um, <laughs> that when he finds it, it, it appears to be more of a map. Maybe it's something that he has to activate somehow. And he does so with the force and that, that leads him presumably to the first Jedi temple. Um, but yeah. uh, but yeah, yeah, right, right. So I, I think we're all thinking the same thing about this uh, this little device he has, um, and it's cool to see how he got it because that leads me to believe that when Luke actually starts using this device, if he has to again in the Last Jedi, we're not going to be presented with how he, you know, he's not going to say, "Hey, I found this when." Uh, you know, in, in Star Wars Battlefront 2, I've had, you know, so we'll know, <laughs> we'll know how he got it. But it, it, it's definitely not something whose origin is going to be told in The Last Jedi, that, that little device. He has. Uh, how important is it going to be? And I actually think where he finds it is also just as important, because in The uh, Force Awakens, we hear Kylo Ren talk about remnants of the Empire and searching through the archives and at the end of the game you briefly see him going through all that. And I yes. do think that Luke has been doing the same thing, but in this game, he's one step ahead of the Empire to where he's finding some of Palpatine's secrets that for some reason the Emperor wants gone because if he lost his power, no one else can have it. Therefore, putting it into the series as we know it. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, I, I dig your analysis a lot. And uh, we already have your vote on whether or not Luke and Leia will reunite. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask you that. Um, how about another like uh, lingering question we have here uh, mere weeks before the actual film opens up? Uh, any other predictions on uh, things we're going to see? How about the, the Raylo situation? Uh, is, uh, oh, yeah, that romance is totally going to be a big thing. No question. And uh, and Ray, uh, we believe it, at the very least she'll be tempted by the dark side. But will she actually fall to the dark side? What's your vote wait on? A minute, that? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait! 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 What? Wait! Wait! Is there? Hold on a second. Is there speculation that there's going to be a romantic uh, connection between Ray and Kylo? Did you get that vibe at the end of the Force Awakens? If that's totally going to be a romance. Not at all. I didn't. Get, <laughs> I didn't get. No. I mean, my God! One it's minute they're Raylo they're, they're speculating that they're cousins or 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 brother and sister. The next minute, now they're we're shipping them. What's going on? I. 
Well, given the history of Star Wars being related, would no, you stop it's a, a right. Ooh. Now, now it's a, <laughs> yikes! Yeah, it's certainly not a uh, disqualification from the romance department. You know, I, there, look, there, there is a part of me. I'm a hopeless romantic. I'll tell you that. I, I, I'm a, I do consider myself a romantic guy, and I, and that whole idea of forbidden love, you know, is is, is kind of a cool uh, concept. Something we haven't seen in Star Wars. Uh, you know, a a a, oh, sure we have. The whole Romeo and Juliet, we saw that dynamic between Anakin and Padme. Well, with Anakin, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Anakin and Padme. Yes, there was the Romeo and Juliet thing. Um, but as far as force users are, are concerned, so, you know, if, if, if um, you know, really the Romeo and Juliet aspect of Anakin and, and, and Padme was you had a Jedi who was, you know, destined to be or, or sworn to be celibate and couldn't have connections, etc., and she was the political class, and blah, blah, blah. What we haven't necessarily seen is romance that is sparked across the chasm between dark side and light side. Now, that's really something interesting. So, okay, I'm down. He's I'm down. with it. I'm I'm with yes. it. Yep. But I so, just so, didn't know it was a yeah, I, thing. I didn't know it was a thing. Are we? Whoa! Oh, it's a thing. It's are been you a on thing. On the internet, because that's been a huge thing. It's. I think that's probably more. Nemo, than I don't go to those websites. Those. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't visit those sites. <laughs> those. Boy, you went there pretty quickly. <laughs> Those websites. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, even like on Facebook, you have people that like. I have friends that actually think that oh, they are either related or they're romantically interested in each other. It's like, ooh, that's. I guess that's what a lot of the general audience sees. That oh, if she's not with Finn, then it has to be with Kylo because. It's Star Wars. Yeah. It has to be a romance. Oh, you know, you know, Finn is totally in the friend zone. You know that guy, and and, and I and I tell you, it's always it's always the poor guy that just does every puts himself in every possible bit of danger, throwing himself at the mercy, and you know, doing everything for the woman of his dreams. And she's like, "Oh, that's so cute. I'm gonna go with this guy." The guy that tried to kill me. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> yep, those solos, they always get the girl. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Nemo, I got to tell you, man, you've been a, a ton of fun tonight. We really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, and you've brought a lot of great th- uh, thought and uh, ideas to the conversation. So, uh, again, welcome anytime, my friend. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. Hey, before we wrap things up, we've got one more call. We'll take this. This is uh, area code 708. 708, you're on with Rebel Force Radio. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Long time no talk. This is Cameron. Cameron, what's going on? What is this? The greatest hits? (laughs) We're bringing them back? What's good? What is this? Hey, I figured... I figured. Yeah, thought, well, Nemo's now, back Nemo. on, so I'll jump back on. Jeez. <laughs> it's a free for all. That's so, what happens when you do the right, show at 1 so, 15 a.m. <laughs> I'm still getting off work here. So all I right. I'm listening. Might as well call in. No Might as well so, do it. All hey, right. Uh, it is. So it's Star Wars Week, Entertainment Weekly. Bresnikin's been coming out with all these new articles. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys have probably seen those. Um, dropped today or yesterday. Uh, that Lando officially not in the Last yeah. Jedi. Yeah, 
Yeah, Total that, bummer. that is a bummer. You know, I think I think um, I sort of gave up hope some time ago. I, I, I believe that we would have known <laughs> about it by now. But certainly in those few months after the release of uh, The Force Awakens and the death of Han Solo, Jim, I think that we all believed that that was perhaps uh, going to happen. I, I, you, I remember you saying, well, if they structurally uh, tell this story in a, in a similar way as they did the original trilogy, uh, this would be about the time when you would be introduced to Lando. Would he mm-hmm. come back sort of in the same, you know, in the second act? as he did before and then we kind of we kind of moved from that and started talking about Benicio del Toro's character DJ would he be the lando yeah. of this of this trilogy but as far as Billy D not having any involvement so far are you disappointed am i disappointed yeah. well you know there's something almost too convenient about it um we've heard a lot of people complain that the force awakens was you know, too much uh, following the beats of uh, A New Hope a little bit. And, uh, you know, it, I think if there was going to be an opportunity for Lando to be in this story, it would probably be in the role of DJ, judging by some of the characteristics I've heard of, of his uh, uh, of his presence and his uh, their necessity for him... Uh, Without getting into any spoiler territory, I, I just I thought that that would be more in line with with the Lando role, and I, I think that the that DJ had a code name early on as the Candyman in some um, I don't know descriptions or or it wouldn't be scripts, but it was kind of like a code name for the character, and so I thought, oh well, for sure that would have to be Lando, but I think that's the role that eventually evolved into dj and oh my god is this like is this like when george hamilton replaced robert duvall in godfather part three (laughs) which was brutal are are, are we are are we thinking that perhaps uh this dj character this candy man was going to be the billy d williams and was then replaced by uh by, by benicio del toro no 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 i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying it was wishful wishful thinking okay. is probably all it was gotcha. um but it, the, the thing is is bringing billy d back into star wars after he's parodied the character so many times mm. it, it, for me i have a hard time you know making that separation between billy d and lando calrissian which is you know a, a true testament to the fact that he brought so much of his personality and charisma to the character that wasn't there on the paper, you know? I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't part of the character's description overall. It was just the mere presence of Billy D with that cape added a whole dimension to Lando Calrissian. And we're going to see the impact of that and the influence of Billy D. Williams in Donald Glover's performance when the Han Solo film comes out in May. Knock on wood. You know, I, but, I, I, um, the more I think about the Han Solo movie, could we have, could we have Billy D. narrate... The Han Solo movie, kind of like Waylon Jennings does in the Waylon Jennings in the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. You know, because every every once in a while, it's like perfect. you know, every once in a while, the, the action would just pause. Yeah, and then Billy D would be like, "Well, these two pirates really got themselves in something crazy," you know, and then <laughs> and then <laughs> and then and then it unpauses, and the Millennium Falcon finishes the spin. 
and lands on the just <laughs> works every time. Works <laughs> every time. Oh. Let me spin you. Ron, Howard has, uh, yeah. Ron Howard's got all the uh, voiceovers in Arrested Development. So yeah, that's right. So he's he's into that. All right, Cameron. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks for calling back. Thanks for lending yourselves to the conversation. Thanks to everybody that participated in the show tonight. Lots of fun, and uh, we're we're going to continue doing these um, because uh, they they sure are, you know it's it's like it's like you guys are doing all the work for us. You 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 kind of set the table for us and give us the opportunity to to talk about. This incredible, incredible time uh, to be a Star Wars fan. It's just, it's a blast. I can see the emails coming already. Hey, hey, someone give DJ and Cameron their own show. <laughs> you mean Nemo? Nemo. What did I say? DJ? <laughs> DJ. Oh, yeah, I got yeah. DJ on the brain. I'm, I'm still reeling from this idea that he's sort of the, you know, the Lando archetype. That, but no, no, they didn't just like get rid of Billy D to bring in Benicio del Toro. But I mean, I think I don't know about you, but I would have put some money on the fact. You know, you you go back to. You know, a few weeks after The Force Awakens was out, I, I would have probably put some serious money down saying, yeah, Billy D, next movie, episode eight, he's going to be in it. It's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, but, hmm. you know, it's something I hadn't thought of in a while, and now Entertainment Weekly confirms no Billy D. But I, I'd sort of given up hope. Didn't even realize I'd given up hope, but just kind of went out of my head. You know, we're so into Ray and Luke and mm-hmm. Kylo and that well, with no announcement thing. with no announcement being made at this point, it would just amount to a mere cameo. That would be nothing more than just fan service anyway. And his character and and his legacy deserves a little bit more than that. So maybe uh, they'll come up with something meaty for him to do in episode nine, but that's up to JJ Abrams. You know, there's some people who say that Episode Nine is going to be the big reunion film. I've heard people say that that's when you're going to see Wedge. That's when you're going to see Lando. That's when you're going to see the all-out assault on the First Order. Kidster? Uh, not in this episode. <laughs> oh, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, this has been great. Uh, really, really had a great time doing the show tonight. Uh, don't forget about Patreon, patreon.com slash rebelforceradio. You never miss an episode of bonus content like RFR Rush Hour, RFR Rewind, RFR Q&A. All of that can be found at patreon.com slash rebelforceradio. But thanks to uh, Jeremy at Nissan stopping by. Appreciate his bringing all of the great and exciting news coming out of Nissan and their continued partnership with Lucasfilm and The Last Jedi in particular. If you'd like to play with us in between shows, we'd love to have that email, 708-320-1737. That's 708-320-1RFR. Available on Twitter, at Rebel Force Radio, at Jimmy Mac Radio, at Jason Swank. Facebook.com slash Rebel Force Radio, and the official website, rebelforceradio.com. iTunes is a great place to download and review Rebel Force Radio. Just one rule on those reviews, please. 
Make them good. And you can find Rebel Force Radio streaming online at WGNplus.com, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and just about anywhere else you can find podcasts. And we're an official friend of Wikipedia, the ultimate online Star Wars encyclopedia can be found at wikipedia.com, otherwise known as the chronicler of Jimmy Mack's campaign of Battlefront 2. <laughs> Wrong. We both know. We all know. Come on. Just amongst us friends. We all know Jimmy Mack wasn't up the last 24 hours playing that game. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. No, I wasn't up the last 24 hours. I just beat the game in the last 24 hours. And then I had a lot of free time because <laughs> I'm that good. <laughs> if you believe that, I got some uh, land on Dagobah that I'd like to sell you. Okay. <laughs> you can also find us weekly at JediNews.co.uk, Yodasnews.com, and the official Star Wars website, StarWars.com. That's it. We'll see you next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. For Rebel Force Radio, I'm Jason. I'm the world champion of Star Wars Battlefront 2, Jimmy Mack. And remember, Force will be with you always. I'm melting. <laughs>